Hey, what's up, fellow nostalgics? It's your girl, Quay Morgan Hill, and I am here along with my co host, Kevy the Dreamer. Hi, Kevy. Hello, we everybody. Are Yes, we are the 90s babies, and I am super excited about today's episode because we got Tweet from the R&B group next here in the building with us. How are you? Man, I am blessed and highly favored and happy to be alive and happy to be here. Yeah, well, let me first start off by saying that if BET had a 90s R&B group appreciation award, next definitely deserves two. They deserve oh, wow. two. Yeah, <laughs> Thank <laughs> for you. sure. Yes, Thank yes. You. And you looking good. The black don't crack for sure. Appreciate it. Appreciate yes, it. Yes, yes. So let's just jump right into it. So tell us, um, how did you get started with Knicks? I know that it's you and your brother and then RL, right? Yeah. So uh, my brother Tilo uh, in the group, he came to me around age 16 and he said, uh, let's do a singing group. I was on my way to college to play football, run track, because I wanted to run in the Olympics for America. I wanted to play in the NFL, and I wanted to be a computer computer engineer. Those are my aspirations. And so he came to me, said, let's do a group. Um, and he wanted us to meet RL. So we went to see RL at a performance that he had with a different group that he was in at the time. And we actually went to the performance. And when we got there, obviously, he stood out among the guys he was with. And then we left from seeing him perform, went over to another studio and did a quote unquote audition. We kind of knew who was going to be in the group, but it was like everyone had to go into the booth in the studio and sing a solo. And then we would all decide who was in the group after, but we already knew what it was going to be. And so one of the guys from the group, his name is Marlon, who turned out to be Shiloh. We put him in the group as well because uh, him and our old best friends, he became like a little brother to Tilo and myself. And um, this was all happening back in 1994. And so uh, after the audition, the only people that were left in the group was myself, Tilo, RL, and the guy Shiloh. His real name is Marlon Benjamin. And um, so we called ourselves Straightforward. And uh, I, I came up with the name. It was so long. It, um, it was like it was spelled S-T-R-A-T-E the number four in W-A-R-D, and it stands for Shiloh, Tilo, Aro, and Tweety, expressing four wishes and reliving dreams. It's like, yo, that's such a mouthful to try to tell somebody else. <laughs> but when you're, sure. when, you're, when you're like 16, 17, you don't know. You're just, you know, you're just going flying by the seat of your pants. But um, we were together as a group for a little bit. Uh, we kind of got recognized. If you look at timeline, we got recognized pretty quickly. And uh, we ran into... This, these guys, Prof T and Lance from the singing group Low Key from back in the day from Kansas City. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. And they they ended up um taking us to Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis's studio where we were sneakily working in their studio. And we met Janet Jackson and we like so we were all hyped up and mm -hmm. came in one day and they called us working and um they told us that uh they liked what they heard. Terry Lewis set us down and he gave us this really good talk about having a humble pie. He's like, I don't ever want to catch you without a humble pie on you. Meaning no matter what you accomplish, just remember where you came from, remember who you are and just uh, don't let this thing take you over. And that really stuck with me for the rest of my life. So yeah, the three of us created the group back in, um, back in 1994, which means I'm only 25. <laughs> <laughs> wow right me and you that. both <laughs> i was 12 <laughs> no i'm kidding i was actually 17 when we first locked in for everything but yeah um the three of us came up with the group and um shiloh kind of he was very he had the perfect name because he was really kind of shy so uh, he ended up getting out of the group he became our barber so he did travel up with us on tour when we got signed and everything but we ran into kg from naughty by nature and man from there it was like the rest was history um he took us to clive davis over at Arista records we did a, a a showcase for him at sr studios in new york and they went and signed us in 45 minutes after that and I think uh one day under a year butter love was out and um, mm -hmm. we, we were in the world yeah yes. that is yes. pretty quick when you tell the story that's a blessing wow right yeah. and that was a hit that was a yes. hit song oh, for sure. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's still going. Yes, mm -hmm. that and too mm -hmm. close. Those are yep. like my two of faves. Of course, of course. Yes, Without I saying. love it. 
I love that. Okay. Wow. I never even knew the full history of Next. That's crazy that you went from four to three. It's kind of like Destiny's Child. <laughs> so how did the name change come from straight, which I love the name. That's really dope. But how did that, how did the name change come from that to Next? Because I feel like Next, um, maybe it was like you guys were meaning it, meaning that we're Next, which is dope as well. So how did that, how did that transition happen? Hey, you are spot on with that. So, <laughs> no, seriously. So when Shiloh gets out of the group, there's only three of us left. And um, okay. we can't be called straightforward if there's only three of us. So we're kind of searching for a name for a bit. And it got to the point to where if any celebrity came to the city, we'd be the opening act. Because, you know, like every city has an opening act from the city. Mm-hmm. Not all the time, but sometimes. And we had made our way up to the top of the city. So when people came in, they had us on the bill. And it was our first time performing at the Target Center, which is the arena out in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, where the group formed. And Brandy came into town. And mm. um, so we get to sound check, and we were there pretty early, and we were there ready to sound check. But then the promoter was like, well, not yet, not yet. Two hours passed. We're still waiting. Her band is still checking and everything. And right when we were going to go up, something else happened. And then they told us no sound check. Now, right. if anybody knows about live perform- performances, if you don't have a sound check, you don't know what the microphones are going to sound like. Mm-hmm. That's how you get a lot of feedback and people's mics are too low or batteries aren't working. Like all these things happen. So um, RL just snapped. He was like, that's what I'm talking about. See, we're going to be the next big thing to blow up. And this will never happen to us again. And he was like, that's what we should be called. We should be called next. And it was just like a beat. Like everybody just paused for a second, like, yeah, that's a good name. We should be called next. That's how the name came about. So it came out of us being frustrated, waiting for a sound check that never happened. And we were like, he was like, we're going to be the next big thing to blow. So exactly what you just said is exactly okay. what he said when the name came up. So you're tapped in. Okay. And I love how that. right that's, was he? That's dope. Right. And, right. you know, you guys, 97 to 98, I mean, that whole era, 97, I say to early 2000s was just such a magic time. My father is no longer with us here in the flesh, but I just think about, I think about, I've told this story before on the podcast, but I think about all the CD collection that he had behind the couch and he'd say, Kevy, go get this CD. And I would alphabetize it so it'd be easier to find everything. And I remember um, I had a cousin who, she's not much older than me, but she was my babysitter. And when she came to babysit me, she always would play next. She loved you guys. Uh so just <laughs> shout out to you guys. So much love to y'all. Yeah. Just uh crazy. Thank you. Thank uh-huh. you. Thank you, cousin, and thank you, Pops. Bless his soul as well. Yes. Yeah, thank you so much for that. That's for sure. Beautiful. And that was a time to be alive. That's when RB music was good. The videos matched the mm-hmm. lyrics. Like that was, oh my God, <laughs> that was perfect. Like <laughs> yeah. well, and you know, we don't even have videos anymore. So I think about that. I love. I miss that time. I miss the videos. I miss the music. I miss R&B being mainstream and it not even just happen to be R&B. I just miss that being on the radio and just music having a meaning. You know, I feel like back in the day, you know, even if and I'm being funny with I'm saying this, but even too close being what it what the song was, it still had a meaning behind it. You know what I mean? Like. So it's just so dope. And but uh, as a kid, I never listened to the <laughs> lyrics until I got older. And now I understand. Yeah. My mom didn't care because she loved the song. So she would play it. And if I'd be in the background singing, she didn't care because I was her jam. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any black parent cared. <laughs> I think back in the day, we had to be more discreet with uh, our delivery. We couldn't be so like blunt and forward with the lyrics so you kind of had to be like it was more like innuendo where you kind of insinuate what you want to do and cleverly say it you know where it could be received a lot better and then you had to consider the fact that children could possibly be listening so nowadays things aren't as censored because um the internet pretty much has taken over the world and so, so there's so much stuff on the internet you can't censor it so it's almost like they're not trying to censor tv or anything anymore but back then it was really like no way that uh, uh, it was really like no way that you could put that out and um, have it be played anywhere if you weren't discreet. Mm-hmm. You know, so we had to be very discreet when it came to how we deliver the songs that we deliver. And we really did want to deliver those songs on our album that are like were 
strongly sexually focused. Like we had a song called Sexitude. We had a song called mm-hmm. Own Sex. Like we had all these songs on our first album that we really fought with the label to put out other than Too Close, believe it or not. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Okay. Thank God they didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you telling that, it's like it it probably challenged you guys creatively to to be discreet, you know, and to not just say it. So I feel like you you gave us better music from that. Yeah. You know, your, the imagery and, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was about things. Like, I agree with you. It was about, we talked about situations. We talked about things. Um, we talked about life. That's what it was. We were like describing life. A lot of time, a lot of our music, if you go and listen back, we're really tr- speaking for the guy. Some guys aren't as articulate and they don't know how to express themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh in a way that's going to get them exactly what they're trying to get. Maybe some, not all guys are going after sex. So let's not just put that stamp on, on men, but a lot of guys are. So mm-hmm. if that's what it is that you're going for, where we were given a kind of blueprint of how you can get there without getting slapped or you know, yes. how you get there without, you know, being looked at like, Oh my gosh, that's gross. Like, or disrespectful. So we are just say it in the song. Like if you put on butter love, it's like you got it going on. Word is bomb. Sundress with platform. Mm-hmm. Feet pedicure with no corns. You okay. know what I mean? It's okay. Like, oh, you know that? Like I did though. I see. Right. <laughs> right. I love it. I do too. I love that. Cause nowadays, men they just slide up in your DMs and they ask like, "What you doing?" Like three thousand times. Mm. Like, they don't even try to approach you correctly or anything. They just like, "What you doing? What you doing?" What you doing? Okay. Don't you think that's so? Ugh, I hate today's generation. <laughs> the, response, the response should be living. Yeah. Ble- like you said, when I'm you living. came in blessed and highly, highly favored. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And get into the bag. <laughs> okay. So my question that I've always wondered, and I'm so excited to have this opportunity is, is it? I don't know who it is, but I want to guess that it's Coco. Is Coco who is singing on Wifey? It is not Coco. It okay. is Little Mo. Oh, Little Mo. Okay. 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 What? Okay, okay. So who is the female vocalist on Too Close then? Vernell Sells from Coffee Brown. Mm, okay. For the after party. Yes. Yes. As the soon me- as you said her name, I, yep. Yeah. And y'all, y'all's whole roster was was dope. I remember. Oh gosh, Coffee Brown. Who else? The Rain loved them. Yep, yep. Um, Jaheem. Jaheem. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, that's so dope. Okay, I've always Nine wondered eight. that. Yes, that's, that's so crazy. That's all KG work. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I had I never no idea that it. that was Lil Mo though. Like Lil Mo is such a powerful vocalist, so I'm not surprised. But I've always been like, who is that? Who is that just singing her her vocals off? Like, who is that? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. amazing. She just put some sauce on it. Yeah, yeah. just a little bit. Right, right. The, the sprinkle. Yeah, but it's okay. so well known worldwide. You know, mm-hmm. so. for sure, for sure. So I remember next being on Sister Sister. How hey. was that experience? It was really fun. It was really fun. It was, it was. It happened during a time when it just seemed like everything was just flowing our way. So um, we actually ended up on the show, and um, as when we went on set, everything was smooth. It was easy. Everybody knew who we were. The music was on fire at that time, so it was a great time to be alive for us as well. And uh, it was just a really all around great experience to go on and do that show and to get that experience, and then see when it came out and see us on a TV show. And then we did a movie at some point. Like we, we've had some experiences that are really awesome. Too Close is still number 30 on Billboard's Hot 100 of all time right now. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely, I mean, you guys absolutely are R&B legends. That song is, I mean, you know, we, of course, we call ourselves the 90s babies. We're nostalgic. And of course that song, we're all, it's always going to be something that we talk about, you know? We we're at cookouts, we're we're with family, we're vibing, whatever we're doing, that mm-hmm. song is gonna come on at some point. Right. And you so can't twerk to that song. You can't nah. twerk to that. Yeah, you oh, just you gotta, gotta grind. grind. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's even telling you in the song. Yep. When we're grinding, mm-hmm. it's telling you. Right, it's right. You do it. <laughs> they won't know nothing about this because this is yeah. real baby making music here. Okay. <laughs> Well, they won't know because that's how some of them got here. 
Oh, right. Good point. Right. That's a really, really good point. So I'm curious to know what is your relationship like with your brother and RL right now? It's it's amazing. We have great relationships. I mean, yeah. we've been a group for almost 30 years now. And um, at this point, you know, because any relationship that goes this long is going to go through its ups and downs and, and have its differences. And there's also personal growth involved. We're all growing, too. So um, you have to take that into account. But, yeah, we have a great relationship, a great understanding of each other. Everyone knows their role in the group and what we're here to do. And everyone's also doing things outside of the group to add to their lives and their legacy as well. So we have a great collective understanding of who we are, what we are, and, and what we're here to do and to continue to nurture and cultivate our legacy and make sure that we you know, try to leave this game better than we found it. Yeah, for sure. I love that. I love that you guys are still connected. So hopefully we can get a reunion or something. Or concerts. Oh, we're still on tour. We have a show in Miami on December 3rd. We're actually headed to the UK and uh, Germany um, for the rest of December. But November was the first month I've been home and we had some time off um, since April. So Mm. we've been working quite a bit. We've just been on. Yeah, we yeah, just out working in different cities. And a lot of people who perform with us is like, Monica, uh, Drew Hill, uh, Drew Hill, Monica, 112, Silk, um, Genuine, Tyree, mm. Tank. What? Uh, yeah, these shows are going out all the time. BBD's out there with us sometimes. Do you guys yeah. ever come to Columbus? To Ohio? Anywhere? Cleveland? Cincinnati? Yeah, yeah, yeah actually, yeah, we do. We were we we're actually in, um, dang, which spot in, in Ohio recently? Maybe it was like two months ago or something. How did we miss that, Kevy? Yeah, y'all. Well, I, I had the pleasure of seeing y'all in Chicago. I wish I could remember. It was definitely before COVID. Rest in peace to Irish. I love her so much. But I saw you guys with 702. Yeah. Um, y'all had a lineup. Cut Close was there. Um, Changing Faces. Donnell yeah. Jones. John B. There was so many people there. I can't remember exactly. It was like a radio show. I remember y'all. That. Y'all killed it. Like, I remember that stood out. Y'all were towards the end, actually. Like, y'all might have closed it, actually. I can't remember, but yeah, it I was remember lit. That yeah, yes, was that was lit. Yeah. So, yes, I knew that y'all was still torn. That's been a couple years ago, but y'all did y'all thing. Y'all haven't lost anything. Y'all still got okay. it. Y'all appreciate it. Black, black don't crack. Y'all look great. Y'all sound great. Yes. Blessing. Thank you so much. We were just in Chicago two, two or three weeks ago um, at the Wind Trust Arena. Okay, uh, but yeah, we. If you tap in on my social, you'll see that um, we're constantly moving around. We got a lot of shows going on, and then on the next uh, Instagram, we post a lot of our shows as well as um, mm-hmm. at the group next underscore. So if you want to see any of the shows, okay. it'll be everything's right there. No, we definitely got to make so it to one. Well, I do. All the people, yes, quite for sure. All of the people that you have performed with, and you've had the the privilege of just coming up with in the game, like. Does, is there anybody that you guys just love to perform with or you guys just love to link up with? Oh, man, it's, that's that's hard to say because it's so many. Like, I mean, yeah. we perform with everybody, you know, mm-hmm. and it's really like a fraternity and sorority mm-hmm. where everybody just knows everybody. It's all family. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when you get on stage, yeah, you want to be the most memorable act of the night because mm-hmm. that's how the fans get what they pay for that's how they get what they deserve but backstage we're all like shaking hands it's almost like sports like you're mm-hmm. friends with everybody but when you go out and you're doing your thing you want to make sure that you shine and then yeah. again you're like hey what's up we like let's go eat hang out um some people drink i don't drink but you know we just we're we all know each other really well so it's it's really everybody. I don't really have any like one specific person because it would be too hard to pick one out of so yeah. many people that we're so close to. I mean, because we call each other at home, we know each other's like numbers. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. when it's a new baby or well now sometimes grandbaby <laughs> that comes. Wow. We like, yeah. you know, congratulations. And you know, we stay connected in that way. So it is a lot of love and camaraderie uh backstage and um on the stage we all just make sure that we agree that we're gonna give our best shots so the fans can be entertained so so on stage do you perform with or without a shirt i'm just curious i'm just curious it depends (laughs) 
It depends. depends. Okay. So you still got it. My son and I still been working on uh working on our relationship. Yeah, I'm not really gaining weight anymore. At some point I did, but then I got I changed some things and got it back under control. So yeah. Okay. Still looking great. good. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, on that note, we definitely have to tap into your fitness and your mental health journey because you are a mental health guru and me personally quite as well, but I'm very passionate about mental health. It's very important to me. So I definitely wanted to talk to you about that. Love it. Love it. That's um, the reason why I'm here. That's the reason why I got a record deal or a career in music at all, because it, it gave me a platform to be able to be what I'm meant to be today and to share this energy. So uh, as far as fitness, um, my fitness routine is more just like conserving and preserving my body as it is in my mind and making sure that what I put in my body is actually giving me life instead of taking my life. And so I eat food that's alive. I eat, you know, the things on the outside of the grocery store, because most of that stuff has a date and a time that you have to eat it by because it is alive. And the stuff in the middle aisles, you can eat it whenever you want. And there's a something in it that make it last for a long time. But that's what can hurt your your body. It can hurt your human. So um, I really just focus on my wife and I eat the alkaline diet, which is things that are alkaline and not acidic. Because if you know that um, acidity, when you put it into your body, anything that creates acid turns to mucus and mucus turns to disease. So if you can keep the mm. mucus low and the acid low, your body is in an alkaline form and you can you know, live and flourish much longer. So yeah, fitness and then walking, getting sun, all those things are really important. And when you're young, it feels like, your body doesn't need all that or care about all that. But as you start to mature in age, your body starts to demand things, but it also remembers all the stuff that you were doing before. So I'm thankful I didn't go too crazy challenging my body, but my body was like really firm on some things like no dairy. I haven't had meat since 2017. I I haven't had liquor since 2018. And I haven't had sugar. I stopped sugar uh, June 30th of this year. It was the last time I had sh- refined sugar or cane sugar. And and it doesn't mean I don't eat anything sweet or anything like that. I just eat natural sugars like agave. I eat manuka honey and different things like that. And when people hear you speak that way, they're kind of like, oh, man, you that's too much. I don't need to do all that. But, you know, you don't want to wait until you're 70 or wait until you're sick before you decide to start taking care of yourself, take care of yourself sure. while you're still good so you can stay good. Mm. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. a word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Definitely. We need to get into that. <laughs> yeah. No, For seriously. sure. For sure. Yes. Yes. So do you um, practice like music meditation or chakra meditation? Absolutely. Uh, so my wife I, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. My wife and I are certified sound healers and, uh, we're launching our company soon called the best life ever team. Okay. Sorry, blue. The best life ever team sound bath uh, because we do sound healing. And what that consists of is we play gongs. We play crystal healing bowls. We play uh, Tibetan bowls and we play some crystals and some uh, chimes and uh, different sounds like that. But all of these so- sounds are attuned to four, 432 Hertz which is the frequency that balances the energy in our body. And the way you can think of how sound sound healing works is if you had a glass of water sitting next to a speaker that was vibrating bass, you can see the vibration of the music going through the water, right? Mm -hmm. So if we're made up over 70% water, then imagine the amount of things that are vibrating through us in a day. And it creates momentum and all this momentum builds up. So if you're vibrating positive energy in you, you balance yourself. If you're vibrating negative energy, you feel a bit out of place or out of sorts. So what we do with sound healing from sound bath is we balance the energy. And it's one thing that when you're there receiving, you can even fall asleep. It doesn't matter. It's still going to balance your energy because it's all just, it's all vibration and it's all energy. But we get double because when we're playing, we're actually getting it and sending. It. So we do both. 
you know, you you get the reciprocity of being the giver of the energy ex, as well as receiving the energy that we're actually playing because we're actually connected to the instruments that are carrying the vibration. So um, mm. I, it's definitely something you should look into. It's called Sound Bath. When I first heard about it, my wife found it and she said, we should start doing Sound Bath. I was like, Sound what? And then she was like, Sound Bath. I was like, well, we need trunks or something like that. Like we need swim towels like what does this mean like we where are we going and then she said no it's not like that it's a bath for your energy and then when I looked it up I booked the tickets to go right away we went to the very next one which was like a couple of days later and when I tell you there there are no words that can describe what you feel and what you experience when you go to a proper sound bath not every sound bath is alike but if you go to one that's based in a proper type of energy because Whoever's administering the sound bath, you get their energy too. So it's important to go to a place that is really based in peace and love and connection and really um, go to a place where they actually have a heart for one themselves. If the Whoever you learn from should be happy and in good energy because happy teachers teach with happy energy. If you go and you see someone who is unhappy, you probably don't want to learn from them because um, you'll be adopting some of that energy as well. And I'm not knocking anyone. We're all on our journey. But I'm saying that if you want to go to have a great experience, just make sure that when you're connecting with it, you feel the peace, you feel the love, you feel the connection. And that's where you'll get that experience that I'm describing that is like life changing. Yeah, yeah. I never told this story, but uh, chakra meditation actually helped me sleep when I lost my parents. Um, I was grieving really bad and I had insomnia, like super bad. I wasn't able to sleep for a long time until I discovered chakra music. And still sometimes, some days, you know, it's rough. So I, I listen to it and it does help me sleep for sure, for sure. But I definitely want to get into it a little bit more to find peace, um, to also, you know, channel your thoughts. Also, you know, stop the thoughts. <laughs> Yeah. silence my mind you know so i would definitely like to do that what about you kevy absolutely yeah i mean i don't want to get too deep and take up time but i mean everything he's saying is definitely um you know something that is my language in my life like i've been going mm -hmm. through a lot and i'm just on a mental journey right now to unlearn basically the survival mechanisms that i think that trauma taught me you know yeah. what I mean? And, and I will, you know, I'll be vulnerable and I'll say that I suffer from IBS and I definitely know that that's my diet. I definitely have a horrible relationship with food and I don't drink water and I don't know why that's sticking out to me right now. I'm hearing God say drink water. So I thank you for that tweet because I know that I need to, you know, do things to be in better energy and take care of myself better. And mm -hmm. all of that, like meditating, working out, having peace like peace is my priority in my life so just all of that is stuff that I'm already on that wavelength but I just need to be serious about it and commit to it true true but how do you deal with emotions in general um well practicing a healthy mindset is everything I mean you can eat healthy you can work out you can do everything you want but if you don't have a healthy mindset then you're still going to have some disconnect in your body or some challenge because the mind is everything your your life experiences are a result of your mindset belief system and the way you think and if you can make peace with your thoughts you make peace with your life um mm -hmm. you can actually so two things I'll, I'll address both things that you both said um quay what you said about your parents and losing your parents it's the it's the dialogue that we use that shapes how we feel because you didn't lose your parents. You gained two angels and also know that if your parents were here and they could talk to you right now, they would tell you, please, by all means, remember all the beautiful times we have. So celebrate us because you don't want to give them your your pain every time you think of them. They're like, man. You got to give me some love, like all, like all these years we've been kicking it. You right, got to right. celebrate them, like because at some point, because grieving is is perfectly fine, and you you everybody grieves in their own way, but you have to get to the point to where you do remember to celebrate them because that's what they deserve the most. 
they deserve to be celebrated because they gave you life. The grief comes from not being able to connect with the physical body anymore. But if you would realize that, right, when you were alive and they were alive, if they were at the store, if they were at their house and you were at your house or however it was set up, it didn't break the connection at all. You still love them the same, even though they weren't in the same physical space as you. You still have that same connection right now. It's not broken. But you have to remember that we've been taught that when the body goes, it's all over. That's not true. It's just the body is gone. Mm -hmm. And you have to know that they didn't die. They evolved to the next level. So you got to celebrate them and congratulate them because they made it through this part, which is the most challenging part, the living part, the body part where we are limited. And the fact that they've evolved to their next level by leaving their body, you got to applaud them because that's amazing. They, they went to the next level. They did it. You know, and so when you think of them from now on, think of them in a way of, I love you and I know that you're still here. Try it today. When when you're in your private time later after this, communicate with them. You will see they have always been with Equay. They never left. But you can't see them if you're looking back. You're right. You got to understand that they're still here and they're celebrating you. They ain't judging you. They understand because they know your heart and they know that you love them and they know it's, it's merely out of love. But they're telling you through me right now, we're still here and connect with us so you can see how much we love you. And they've been helping guide you as well. So, yeah, you can have a whole new relationship with them now. Because when the body left, they made way for this possible relationship now. So you can really tune into that. And you can see that you have some angels on the other side that can help guide you through this much easier because they can see the whole. They're not mm -hmm. stuck in a body anymore. So they can see it all. So they're, they're helping you. But now when you ask them to help you, they can really help you even more. You got a good point there. Yeah. I never looked at it like that. So yeah, mindset is everything for sure. It is. It is. So I appreciate that. You lost your parents, so you gained two angels. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're right about that. I did. I for sure Speaking did. From experience. Mm. My and Tilo's sister passed and she went non-physical in 1997. I mourned her to 2007. I was wow. a shell of myself. So we were out number one with music doing it. I mean, everybody was like, ah, but I was not myself. I I could I almost feel like I was a zombie going through most of those years because I was so sad about our big sister passing. And it happened right when we got a record deal. So I was like, oh, when I never traded this for her. And like I was feeling like guilty and I didn't really lean into the blessings that we were experiencing. And then one day I just got this thought like. So you're just going to be sad every time you think of me forever. And I was like, what? What do you mean? And I could tell it was her energy. And then she was like, what about all the times we shared? What about all the experiences we had? Like, do I get any celebration anymore? Like, for so forever, that's all I get? That's it? That's it? That's all you got for me? And I was <laughs> like, powerful. oh, that makes so much sense. You're right. Yes. I am tripping. And um, she was like, yeah, you're, to me, it felt like she was saying to me, like, all right, I understand you grieve, you've grieved me. But now at this point, you're being selfish. Because you're so sad that I'm not there in the body anymore. You're not even celebrating me anymore. You're not even, you're not, you're actually hurting yourself because the thoughts create the physical experience. So if I'm sad all the time, I'm creating this ease in my body by being sad and down and hurt. And so she's like, don't do that in my name. You got to give me some love. You got to celebrate me. And that's when I started to remember, I, I need to celebrate my sister. I need to make sure that she knows how much I love and appreciate her. Now when I think of her, I get excited and I think about how happy I am. So when I thought this was a memorial, it became a reminder to mm. celebrate her and to, you know, give her the flowers that she deserves, not the tears every time she deserves some, some, yeah, I'm so glad she was, cause she was like my mom too. She was a big sister and a mom. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's that piece. Um, and Kevy, about um, what you were talking about, about health. Um, one of the things I would say that came up in my spirit was water when you were speaking. But the next thing that I, I was hearing was make sure that you challenge yourself to give yourself things that are alive because your body doesn't really have OBS. Like people, people title things that they don't understand. 
But the way you're, it sounds like you're wired is your body is demanding something that's most natural. So it's not allowing you to eat some of the stuff or drink some of the stuff that most people can and not have an issue with. Your body is saying, nope, you got to offer me quality. If you don't give me quality, I'm going to fight back at you. And I'm going to let you know every time. You're, let's, let's just say your body is being bougie and is demanding <laughs> what it deserves. It's like, give me some water, cut back on the sugar, find some other alternative that's healthy because you can get a lot of those things through fruit, vegetables, and different things like that. And then you don't have to completely cut stuff out, just have balance. You know what I mean? You can focus on having like a more natural diet and then add in some stuff that you like, like things that make you feel good. Now, the, I'm not, I'm going to be honest with you. The more you practice a natural diet, the more your body is going to be like, that's what I'm talking about. That's what we love. And you'll see the result of it. And then when you do have that thing that you like, it's going to let you know, it. it's going to be like, what are you doing? It's going to be like a parent scolding you, but you got to be, it's like a tattoo. You got to be willing to go through it to have it, but make sure you give yourself what it deserves because that's what it's demanding. We, the doctors and all that, they come up with these different titles for things because the truth is the body is demanding the most natural form of things. So you don't, you'll notice if you start eating more natural and you eat, eat for your health instead of just eating for taste, you will learn that your body is going to, all that stuff that you used to have, will it'll dissipate. Then you won't, you'll have either less experience of it or none at all. Mm. Mm. Do you have a website or anywhere right. that you <laughs> You have sold me, right. Sign us up. Sign us up. <laughs> I, so yeah, I can I, remember everything. I, I, <laughs> I should have been taking do. notes. I actually do. My um, my website's almost um, completed. It's almost done. So I'll have all these things in there. Um, you can stay tapped in with me at Tweet From Next on my Insta right now. And uh, we can exchange off him and yeah. stay tapped in with me on a more personal level and, and whatever energy I can help you with. Um, you yeah, know. it sounds like we need you. We need you in our life. <laughs> well, we, we thank you, too. Thank you so much. Um, what What inspired you to... Like what triggered this journey for you? Ooh, good question. Uh, life. Um, it's it's crazy because when I was a kid, I was really focused on. I always wanted everybody to be happy. I wanted everybody to love each other, and I tried to be a minister when I was six. Tried to be a minister when I was nine. I actually enrolled in Hope International University in Fullerton, California, in two thousand eight, and. What I was learning had nothing to do with God. I thought I was going there to learn more about God because I was seeking and searching in my life. Um, before we got a record deal, I was actually like not going to take the record deal because we were raised in Baptist church and um, doing secular music was taught. It was pretty much just called the devil, devil's music. It was against God. We're from Gary, Indiana, Tilo and myself originally. The group was formed in Minnesota, but Tilo and I are born from Gary, Indiana. So we really were um conditioned to believe that you know anything we did outside of the bible you're going to hell so i um i was really nervous about having a record deal so that was one of the things that i went to god about like and i told tilo i was like man i don't think i can do this i can't sing secular music and i went to god in prayer thinking about it and i felt like for the first time like i really felt god like laugh at me because i was like what if i can't find my way back to you and it was, i felt like <laughs> Like find your way back to me. Like I ain't going nowhere. I'm always right here. I'm everywhere. And I was just, I had this comfort like, oh, and then it was like, and then I said, well, what if I get too far away from you and I can't find my way back? And then it was just like, you got to do this. That was, it wasn't even a response to my question. It was just like, you got to do this. This is a part of the purpose. This is a part of the plan. So then when I did it, I actually did get way out there in life. I did get far away from, um, what I felt far away from God and got away from the good, you know, practices and, and the, just a good character that I've always known that I've had. And at some point, Tilo and I were actually in a gang. Like, so I've lived a lot of different facets of life. And um, when I was, I, I woke up in 2007 one day and I was just like, I don't even know who I am right now. Like, I had some goals of where I wanted to be in my life to, at that time. And I was like going a hundred miles an hour in reverse away from what I thought I'd be by that age. And um, that's when it snapped to me. So in 2008, 
I made a definite decision to start changing and to start, you know, getting closer to God. And that's when I enrolled in school. I wasn't learning anything about God at the time because um, the first class I had was called Strategies for Success. And I was like, they ain't talking about God in this. They were telling me how I could use religion to make money. But mm. because it is a business too, so no knock on the school, but it is a business. And I was I was like, I'm not here for that. I was literally trying to find myself. And I got that message again. It was like, you're looking for me, but I'm right here. You're not going inside. And I was taught to pray as a young kid, as most of us are, we're taught to pray, but we're not taught to meditate. And the way that I was able to access real true God, which I call source energy, the creator, the source of all creation, I had to go inside to find that. You can't find that from no one else. You can't find it from nothing else on the outside of you. It's on the inside of you because the God that's in you and the God that's in me it's the same overall, but your every each one of us is individual to ourselves. You, I can't hear what God's telling you. Even if you try to tell me exactly what God said, it won't be in a way that it was said to you. So that's why you have to develop a personal relationship with God by going inside through meditation. That's when you can access so many things beyond what you could ever imagine or dream because the human mind is limited because it's in a human body. But the all-knowing God, creator of everything, is inside of you. And the only way you can unlock that is through meditation, in my opinion. Because prayer is speaking, asking, and saying thank you. Meditation is receiving. Mm. It's receiving. All the stuff we're asking for, you can't get it until you sit still and receive. That's why it says in the Bible, be still and know that I am God. What I teach and what I am and what I do is not religious. It's about a personal relationship with the creator that created you and that created everything else in this world. And there, before religion was ever created, before any of us ever knew that we were supposed to live a certain way, there was a creator. And when you tap into that creator, the same one that allowed you to learn how to walk, that allowed you to learn how to talk and allowed you to, to have all your needs met when you were a baby, and you can communicate, which I call the faith test that we all have to go through. That's the same thing that's taking care of you now. And the way you access that is through meditation. And most people say, oh, I can't meditate. I sit still and my thoughts are just thinking and I don't feel like I'm doing it right. Well, just like with anything else, you need a, a why, you need a purpose. If your purpose is strong enough, you can do anything. So I learned that the greatest and only gift I feel like I can give to God is my undivided attention while I'm awake and I could be doing anything else, but I'm not. I'm sitting still focusing on my breath and focusing on receiving from God. And I feel like that's the only and best gift that you can give back to God. So tap in with meditation because it will change everything for you like it's done for me and so many people. Yes, I love that. I love that. Wow, that was a whole word. <laughs> that was a whole oh, word. Right been there. a whole word. Yes, that touched my soul. That touched my soul. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, um, two more questions before we wrap things up. So, I just want to know when you were at the top of your career, what is your fondest memory that you remember? Oh man, the fondest memory at the top of my career has to be, um. Dang, so many thoughts just came to my head. Um, I think, oh, dang, there's so many. Every time I try to think of one, like 10 more come. <laughs> it has to be like the night, one of the one of the major ones was the night we won um, eight Billboard Awards. We were nominated for nine. It was, uh, we came up and we just like, it was almost like we own the night. Like you just sit us in the front because we're going to be on stage all night. And um, at the time we were being managed by Magic Johnson and um, our sister, Barku Tubman. And um, it was just cool. Like we won so many awards and we still hold the record for the most wins out, out of any group or duo in Billboard history. Um, another major moment that stand out to me was the first time we went to Australia and um, I remember it was just like, it was so beautiful because we're taught in America that 
America is the only place that's really cool. Like that's how it's everything else is like country behind time, whatever. That's what we were taught as kids. Like it's not like that now because you have the internet and you can clearly see that everywhere has something amazing. But before all this, you know, before we could just see each other so well all the time, we didn't have any knowledge of other places. And stepping off the plane in in Australia and then seeing kangaroos running around and like driving out of the airport and they had a Range Rover as like it was just sitting there like because they represented their country because they that's you know they go off-roading in the Range Rovers and stuff I'm just like this place is so cool everybody was so nice um it's actually going to London for the first time um it's actually like um some of the other things were like when we shot the Too Close video and um just when it went number one for the first time and it was just so shocking to know that you literally cannot plan for going number one in the world it's everything that you ever wanted everything that you ever needed is like um pretty much given to you like your money's no good anywhere you go and um what else just major moments where like when my kids were born and they were able to be there and be a part of it. But one thing that a lot of people don't know about me is in 2004, I graduated with, I got my diploma from high school. I was supposed to graduate in 1994, but I went back to school and um, I, I had my transfer sent, my transcript sent, and I received my diploma in cop and gown by myself on the news uh, in front of the Board of Educators of California. And I was given my diploma by the superintendent of schools for California. And that was a great experience. And I got my high school diploma and no knock on anyone that has anything other than a high school diploma. But um, I felt like I needed to complete what I started. But I did get, my group started to move and get known when I was supposed to graduate. So I was just like, I'm out of here. And I I didn't graduate. I just went and um, got that work in and handled my business. But I, I going back and getting that done and still having that, having That's my, two, yeah, having my two eldest sons be in attendance. And then fast forward, I'm at both their graduations and they're two years apart. So um, it was cool to just, you know, have that experience with them and have them be there. And I told them, even when they were little kids at the time, I said, don't try to recreate this because this isn't everybody's scenario. This this isn't how it always works. Mm-hmm. One, one other one is the first time we went to New York with KG, that was that really stands out to me uh, because it was, it was my first time on a flight, actually. Um, I was 20, turning 21, and we landed in New York and we went to the Apollo. We went straight to the Apollo. So imagine growing up, seeing everybody acting on, I mean, performing on Apollo, Sandman coming out. Yes. That <laughs> was a great time. Being there, it's like, yo, this is crazy. We're at the Apollo. But we, as soon as we got there, we saw Mary J. Blige. We saw Nas. Um, wow. The uh, whole Junior Mafia was there. Kim, all them. Um, uh, AZ was there. Um, Mob Deep. Obviously, uh, all the naughty by nature. Queen Latifah was there. Were you starstruck? No, no. Diddy was there. I wasn't starstruck, and I'm, I'll tell you why. I was, I was happy to see everybody because I had never seen them or met them in person. But no, I wasn't starstruck. You because I always felt like we belonged, and I felt like it was only a matter of time before we were there with all them. So I wasn't starstruck, but I did feel like I was among my peers. And I felt like, uh, yeah, I can't forget Faith. Faith was there also. But I felt like, um, yeah, I felt like we were right at home. And I felt like, yeah, we're here now. This is where we're supposed to be. But I was like, oh, yeah, there's blah, blah, blah. There's blah, blah, blah. I mean, if you want to get me starstruck, you got to introduce me to, like, God, Jesus. Um, (laughs) I don't think I would have been starstruck, but I would have been like, oh, like, I would have probably talked his head off. But if I met Bruce Lee and he was alive, I would have... That's that's another person I would have been like, wow, to like talk to his, his whole head off. But I don't get starstruck from humans because I feel like we're all humans. And 
Um, I feel like we're all in this thing together and I admire everybody. So you don't have to have a name or accolades for me to respect you or for me to admire you. I don't look at any one person better than the other. I feel like we're all amazing. We all beat out 300 trillion possible cells to fertilize our mother's egg. You'll never have a greater challenge than that, but we're all born winners. That's Mm. for sure. That's that humble pie. (laughs) So in 2015, the audio of Too Close blew up again because of a video about liars. What was your thoughts on that? I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was, uh, uh, I thought it was amazing. Down goes Frazier. He did his, uh, he did his thing with that. I thought it was really cool. It was very clever, very real. Like a lot of people felt like that. Mm-hmm. And it was a, a familiar jingle that everybody could tap in with. So I thought it was really cool that um, that he did it. And I thought it was really cool that it did really well. And again, it was a part of getting to the bag, too, because we had to get permission permission for a lot of it. It was on TV. It was on different places. So RL9, KG, and everybody else who's a part of the song, we had to give permission for him to use it. But I thought it was awesome. And I thought it did really well for him and his life as well. Okay. But it still gave you a royalty check, right? Of course. I know that's right. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Go ahead and make a couple more memes. <laughs> hey, like, man, who else ready? Who, who else got one? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kevin, do you got any more questions before we wrap things up? No, I just want to say thank you for your time and your energy. Really appreciate it. Learned so much from you and it's just been a pleasure. Yeah, same here. Same here. Thank you so much. And hopefully um, we can stay in contact with you because we definitely need a life coach. Well, 90s uh, babies need life coaches. My absolute pleasure. And um, I mean, I believe we all do. Like even I still tap in with people right now that I learn from. So um, I learn from my kids. So I learn from everybody. My toolbox is constantly open. I learn from you both. I got a chance to hear about, you know, your experiences and how what I've done in my life has affected you. So thank you for that. And um, also just remember your mindset and remember uh, your body. You only have one in this lifetime that you live in. So you got to treat it with the utmost respect. And if you're going to put 91 in your car, what should you put in your body? So just remember that um, you deserve to be happy. This is your opportunity to be happy. And happiness is a choice. Mm. And it will always choose you back. I love that. I love that. I think the cherry on top for me is if we could just hear you sing the the uh the course of too close. Oh. Baby, when we're grinding, I get so excited. Ooh, how I like it. I try but I can't fight it. Oh, you're dancing so real sweet. close. Cause it's real, real slow. You're making it hard for me. Hey, right. Still got it. I know that's right. Yes, yes. Well, thank you all for tuning into the official 90s Babies podcast. This is exclusively on the 80s, 90s and 2000s network. So go check us out on YouTube, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, all wherever you can get your podcast at. Go find us. Okay. I'm Quay Morgan Hill and it's Kevy the Dreamer along with Tweet. Until next time, guys, I love you all. Mwah.